What is up, everyone? Welcome into more important issues. Total domination. I don't know how many syllables domination has, but uh, I put a quite a bit in there. But that's how much it was on Saturday. Going into Columbia, winning like that on the road. It was just a lot of fun. I just had fun. Did, did you have fun? Um, I mean, it was one of the most fun games I've watched. Yeah, As a Tennessee fan. Because, and I'll get into this. I mean, say what you want about how Missouri played on Saturday, but they're not. They're not. They're not that bad. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm, you know, I know we're going to talk about this in a second, but I was kind of like, the defense gets overlooked a lot because of the offensive numbers, but I thought the defense was stout. Well, I, yeah, no, and I, I think there's two position group, or I guess maybe not a position group as far as that goes, but two um, group, like, I guess, yeah, position groups that have played really, really well this year that just continue, like, they just kind of continued their trajectory on Saturday. Like, they almost, mo- almost moved into dominance on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was dominance by a Tennessee team that uh, need needs to win these um, next two games, Missouri and South Carolina. To really get to that ceiling of six and six, maybe seven and five. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-oh. Now he's getting real excited. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking eight and four, baby. We're going for it. I like it. Um, guys, we're gonna get into things real quick. Here's our intro. Let's get it. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby! Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam! You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Monday. October 4th. We're in October. It's spooky spooky season, if you will. Um, Tennessee rolled on Saturday. Can they continue that this coming Saturday? I'm, I'm, I am not, in the words of my friend that was obsessed with Johnny Majors, attack, attack, attack. I'm not sitting at home. I'm going to South Carolina. I'll be, I won't be at the game this week, unfortunately. I'll actually, actually be in South Carolina. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm kind of upset because Josh Eipel has done it. He's got me, he's got me fired up. Like I'm. You got you reeled in. He's got me riled up. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, we were talking about it before. I mean, that's the most fun that we've had watching a Tennessee yeah. game in a long time, um, especially during the the Pruitt era. I can't remember a time that I was just like, man, that was so much fun to watch. Yeah, but if Pruitt was coaching this year, I mean, he recruited these guys. <laughs> yeah, he gets all. I'm sure his. I'm sure his offense could his offense score 62 points this season. Absolutely. Well, I guess not. Cheney's offense. I don't know how he calls I, it. I would like to see how many points actually scored last season because I bet oh, I mean, well Heupel, over sixty-two. <laughs> right, right. But I, I, I bet that Josh Heupel is is really close to that total number already in game through game five. 
Yeah, no, I, I would, I would guess that's close. Um, yeah, I agree. We don't need to let off the gas pedal there. I've seen some comments. I don't know if we can see them on having to look on Twitter. Uh, Dub, what happened to the shirts I mentioned at the beginning of the season? What shirts are we talking about? I, I come up with – I'm an ideas guy, not a not a project guy. I just say sure. stuff. It doesn't always result in things. I just say <laughs> it, try to speak it into existence. Um, the God so bless football ones, we, we need to get those things out and available. Yeah, people, if you if you want them, let, let us know. We'll, we'll make it happen. And then, yeah, Kentucky. I mean, I was about to say, this week in college football was just a fun – it was a fun week. I mean, there were a lot of good matchups. There were a lot of good games. Not a great the, week to bet on, probably. Not, not a, I lost a lot. Well, except for Friday night, I lost a lot of money. Um, but I mean, just a great week of college football. I the SEC triple header was freaking awesome, right? I mean, did I mean, I know the noon game was a blowout, but at least it, like Georgia, play, it wasn't a boring, boring blowout. Like Georgia just played dominant football, it was a fun triple header. And then, obviously, if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to enjoy the noon kickoff in Como. Is that right? Como, shout out to it's Landon and Aaron Kane. I'm not, I still am not buying that that's real. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it, I thought it was a great week of college football. Obviously great to be a Tennessee fan. The – you know, and I so Power T-Tape tweeted out this statistic. I haven't fact-checked him. I'm just blindly trusting him. He's probably right. Tennessee gained 97% of available yards on Saturday. That's impressive no matter who you're playing. Like, that's – so let's pretend Missouri's terrible, which we knew their defense was terrible. That was a storyline coming into this game. But you gain 97% of available yards. The number would have grown if you that last touchdown had counted. Yeah, I mean, we could have been could have been talking about a, a nice win <laughs> if we nice. score that last touchdown. But uh yeah, I think when we talked about this game going into it, we we said Tennessee really had to clean up penalties um and take care of the football, and they did just that. that that's what I was super impressed with. Only two penalties for 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, after having double-digit penalties in two games so far this season. And, and, and I'm that, glad Tennessee did that for a couple of reasons. Um, Mizzou got penalized like freaking crazy. That game would have gone to 5 o'clock if they were throwing penalty flags on both teams. That was a long – it was a it was a long like first – that first half was super long, I felt like. I, I don't know the exact – so I, don't, I mean, I'd be curious to see the timing of it. The first quarter was – I get felt long to me. Mm-hmm. But for like, I don't know. It, I'm I sure think it felt really long to Missouri fans. Oh God! But what's crazy? Someone posted a screenshot. Tennessee. It was seven to three with five minutes left. Is that right? That's insane. I can go pull up the the play by play. It was something like that, and I, I guess that's why. So like, it felt long, but at the same time, it flew by. So I I don't know. It was. Awesome. Uh, oh, that was a, that, there's no doubt in my mind that was the best first quarter I've ever experiences no there's no way that's true i was wondering when did tennessee get the ball i mean they got the ball first because you know that so i was there was 520 five left when tyon scored his first touchdown when we, we went up seven to three no that's all right the first touchdown was to javante payton okay that's tyon right. evans okay. had the second touchdown but it was his first so it was 14 to three with 521 left yeah, yeah, but that's probably where that screenshot came. Was the set the probably before that second before or, he scored or that second touchdown with five thirty two left or something like that. So yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that is insane. What a so we talked about. Well, first off, um, you mentioned it. Thank you. Shout out to all the players that made us look smart this week that we pumped up. Because um, I mean, I'll be honest. Like if, if Tennessee loses that game by three, I'm not incredibly shocked. That was what the line was at. Like I'm not just. 
I'm not sitting. I'm probably not sitting here going, "How did you lose that game?" I mean, obviously, depending on the fashion it was lost in. But to believe Tennessee was even going to do anything like that to Missouri, I know Missouri just doesn't look like a great team on paper. I mean, if we want to talk about the team that won the big game this week, Kentucky, they they were seven points away from beating Kentucky, a last drive away, or for I guess from going to overtime. Yeah, a point, a touchdown away, a couple yards away from beating Boston College or tying Boston College. Like they're not just this. To this point, they're not Bowling this, Green. They're not Bowling Green. They're not Bowling Green. Which Bowling Green had a good, yeah, they had a good win. They're not Tennessee Tech, and and I was telling Joe this before the show. I felt like we dominated Missouri more than we did Tennessee Tech. Yeah, and I think part of that too, and a lot of people just you know described it like it just seemed like from the very first offensive snap, the game plan was not only it wasn't only like well called, it was executed perfectly, and I think a lot of Missouri's. A lot of what Missouri's not good at, Tennessee is good at. So you talk about the run game. Well, you talk about two running backs that have just kind of been, you know, slowly coming on, slowly coming on, and then an offensive line. Who this is one of the position groups I was mentioning. I, th- I think the offensive line has played really, really well this year. Um, I thought they played pretty good against Florida, and, and, but then they go out and they play a, a lesser defensive line, and they just dominate. I mean, just really show out. Yeah. And two and- with with back. I mean, backups in guys that aren't originally in your starting lineup. Yeah, I was going to say with, with Cooper Mays out, you had to basically you're not starting two starters at their current position. Right. Or at their starting position. So you have Carvin move over to center. Um, so that's a backup. And then you have Ollie Lane um, in there at guard. And, yeah, I thought I thought the whole offensive line as a whole, I mean, Caden Mays was offensive lineman on the week of the week. And uh, I don't, he didn't even play, like, a lot in the second half. Um so it just yeah, tells were. you how much Tennessee dominated this game. And from the opening kickoff, I mean, that first defensive drive, they caused a three and out, get a t- couple of tackles for loss. I think Jeremy Banks had its, his sack in that um, in that drive. So, yeah, just set the tone from the get-go. And and then it was just guns a-blazing on offense. Right. Should have had three three and outs uh, from the get-go from for Tennessee's defense. That third drive, I – I mean, first off, credit to I'll, – I'll go ahead and lend credit to Missouri. I think it was like third and like eight. Like it was a third and long situation. They converted that. They had a holding penalty that drive and um, maybe two holding penalties that drive. They had two third downs, two holding penalties that drive. They got it into field goal range. Um, and then also credit to Tennessee's defense for – I know you did get some help from the officials, um, but you, you know – you did get them in third down situations. You did get them off the field and force them to kick a field goal. So, I mean, there were – yeah, maybe that wasn't your best defensive drive of the day, but at the end of the day, you, you did keep them out of the end zone, which is obviously – You didn't break. You didn't break. You so, break. But I thought, I thought Tennessee's defense played really well. I texted you probably into the second quarter, and I was like, Tim Banks simp. Like, I'll, I'll simp all day for Tim Banks. He's I, – I was not fond of the hire in the sense of like – not like – I hate Tim Banks. Nothing against him, but it's like un- an unproven guy who hasn't called plays. It's, I mean, anyone should could fairly not be excited about that hire. But he is – I think he has done a phenomenal job with this defense. My favorite part about Missouri that I don't think Tennessee's done yet, I'm and it's probably a byproduct of who you're playing, they just – it felt like they were on the offense the whole time. Like, it felt like they, had, they were able to take Missouri – Kind attack, of attack, heels, attack, 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 <laughs> put them on their heels and really just take it to them from the get go, which is obviously a defensive advantage. Um, it, it helps that, you know, Missouri's pretty one dimensional, at least 
with everything going through, you know, Beatty. But I mean, again, we can sit here and talk about if we want to picking apart bad teams, especially with what we've seen in college football. I just don't think is, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like you still went out and executed really, really well, which you've not done this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just, I mean, you've done stuff that you haven't really like hit on, like the deep throws. Was there any deep, uh, maybe one overthrow? But that's going to happen. But it, it just felt like we we completed those. Yeah, and if he doesn't, if the defender doesn't grab him, is it completed? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, how do you miss that number one? I don't know how. It was there was definitely a I don't know if definitely a makeup call, but close to a makeup call. Um, maybe that next play they they called I think pass interference on a slant that was close. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, your offense was firing on all cylinders. I think that's why they created that word. So it was uh, yeah, and g- good on third down too. Six of ten, um, one for two on fourth down. So fifty percent on fourth down is pretty good. I will take that. Um, and then 60% on third down. I mean, that's – I think Tennessee's been pretty bad on third down up to this point, so uh, it was good to get – and I think a lot of that – it starts with first and second down, getting yeah. closer to the, to the spot, and um, and you make third and manageable, and you give your offensive chance. If you're back, you know, with false starts and holding and stuff like that, you end up third and 20, third and 15, and it, it's just hard to – to convert those. Um, so I thought Tennessee was really good on third down. Yeah, agreed. And I think we talked about that on Thursday too, about that having to be a point of emphasis for Tennessee because Missouri's third down defense is not good. So like you don't, you don't want to have a bad day against a bad defense. That, mm-hmm. That's never the idea. Um, I know we want to get into some playmakers, some guys that maybe, maybe not their first time getting in the end zone or their first time making big plays, but uh, you tweeted it. I think Tennessee has found, it's tar- like it, who it needs to target. And actually we'll, we'll get into one guy that kind of moved around to, to do that. Um, we did have a question or, well, comments on the Urban Meyer story. First off, you don't think I'm going to talk about the Urban Meyer story. You are, you're drunker than Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> and, and then someone mentioned we need to keep getting better from the DN spot. I agree with that. And I do want to touch on that where Tennessee's going to get killed. And in the next two weeks, um, I don't mean killed, like literally going to get killed on the football field, although they may. Um, it, it may be a similar 62-24 story we're talking about in two weeks. But when you have quarterbacks like Emory Jones, Matt Corral, t- I think Tennessee's doing a really, really good job of, of putting pressure on the quarterback, making him make decisions, move out of the pocket, make throws. But they're going to have to, especially when they play a mobile quarterback, they're going to have to find that guy that finishes the play. They've got guys that are getting there. They've got that guys that are getting the pressure. But who's going to be the guy that steps up and finishes? Is it going to be Tyler Barron? Um, you know, is, is it going to be um, – uh, uh, give me another Byron, Byron Young. Byron Young. Um, I was almost called him Bryce Young. Byron Young. Who's going to be the guy that makes the sack or, or gets the quarterback down? Um, I, I think that's going to be the challenge. Not this week. I think you do kind of – you get a break from that against South Carolina. You got a break with that from Connor Bazelak, who's not as mobile. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Got to get some better play from the DN spot. Not that it's been bad. Just when you play those more mobile quarterbacks, you've got to have a guy that's going to finish the play. That, that's all I think. Yeah, and I think they did a really good job of, um, you know, I, I think Tyler Beatty, I think he's the second leading rusher in the SEC, and he was averaging like 150 yards per scrimmage coming into Saturday, and we held him to 68 yards, so I'm sure that was a point of emphasis. Um, and being without one of your middle linebackers in Jawan Mitchell, you're starting safety in Trayvon Flowers. I thought the entire defense really keyed on him, and they made it – they put it on Connor Bazelak to beat them. 
Yeah. They weren't going to let Tyler Beatty beat them. Um, so I think that was, that was huge. And that's another reason, you know, when you sent that, I'm simping for Tim Banks now, I'm like, dude, I'm right there with you because taking Tyler Beatty out of the game is easier said than done. And they took it to a whole nother level, 68 total yards. Right. And you mentioned four touches. Yeah. You mentioned easier said than done. The re- the reason for that is it's not as simple as just having a good rush at, you know, um, you know, good defensive line stopping the run. Like they, they he's, I, I still believe he may be one of the most dynamic players in the sec and you didn't just limit limit him to 41 yards rushing, but you also limited him to 27 yards receiving. He only had three receptions. I'm not sure how many targets, um, so you, like you said, just able to really take it away from, from him and make someone else beat you. So yeah, I, Tim Banks, you, you've got, you've got my vote here. Um, before we move into playmakers, Bill Peak mentioned, I don't know if you'll know this Landon. when was the last time Tennessee beat an SEC team by that much? I think he said that wasn't Vandy. I mean, I don't even know the last time Tennessee beat Vandy scoring 62 points. Um, we, we scored 60 on Va- on, uh, I don't remember Vandy, but the last time we beat, we scored 60 points on an SEC opponent was Missouri in 2016. Wow. Okay. Hmm. And I think the next time, I think we've only scored 60 points like twice since like 1950 or something like that, or or five times, five times since 1950. And I think it was Missouri twice, and I think Vanderbilt three times, something like that. That makes sense. Checks out. At Vanderbilt. Speaking of great college football, the Vanderbilt UConn game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch a second of it. I'll tune into bad football because I love college football, but ah, that it was good radar. that it that was on my radar. It was close, and they actually scored a lot more points than I thought they would. But um, and not yeah. all defensive touchdowns like I thought they may be. Not not a great. There definitely wasn't forty thousand people there, like it said on ESPN. Oh, not a chance. I mean, there weren't <laughs> even forty thousand people watching. That game. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of people just went because tickets were literally a dollar. Yeah, but it also rained. I, I hope people were smart enough to just be like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I don't think, like, and it's also Nashville. Like, there's way more happening things in Nashville than to go to a Vanderbilt football game. Right. Like, anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Pick it. You could put Vanderbilt State, Vanderbilt in any town, and I think that statement holds true. Um, yeah, I'd rather go watch, like, Lipscomb Academy or – uh Montgomery yeah. Bell Academy. You might see it roll big red. You might see a uh you might see a fight break out at a Lipscomb Academy game. It may be worth the price of admission. Oh, from the coach? Yeah. <laughs> Old trend. Uh so playmakers, you talked about it, and I think the the maybe not the right word, most notable one to use. Um Valus Jones Jr. And today Hypel talked about how they moved into the slot, and it was just a matter of they had to find better ways to get him the ball and he wasn't getting the touches on the outside. It's definitely clear through five games or so far what we know through five games, it really seems like the slot receiver is going to be your premier receiver in this offense. Uh, Cedric Tillman, you see him getting a lot of targets from there, obviously moving Bayless Jones Jr. to there to get the ball to him. Um, That's been a big point of emphasis. So you obviously had a really, really great game from Bayless Jones Jr., um, at, at the receiving position, um, his his one touchdown that thirty five yard tunnel screen was um, that that's the kind of stuff you expect from him. Kind of not that it wasn't nothing; it was a well called play. Offensive line got out in front and blocked, but you're not expected to go thirty five yards to the house on a tunnel screen. They were trying to get a nine yard, I think, first down. That's what mm-hmm. they were trying to do. Right, and it was on third down, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was third and nine, third and eight, something like that. I yeah. think it was right after either a, 
uh, holding penalty or it was, I believe it was right after a penalty. Okay. I think it got pushed back to like third and nine. Yeah. I think he's already Tennessee's leading receiver up to this point and didn't play a ton in those first couple games was dealing with a, a nagging injury. I think a hamstring. Um, so finally seeing him healthy is really good. And I think it's given Tennessee a, a big boost. It, it definitely seems like Peyton, Bayless Jones and Cedric Tillman are probably your three main targets on the outside. Um, now they will switch out some guys, um, but I don't think Callaway played um, or Mel Keaton played a little bit. Jalen Hyatt played a little bit, um, but it, it, it definitely seems like those three guys are your, your go-to guys on the outside right now. Yeah. And I, Cedric Tillman has been a shock and they've tried to, they've really tried to get the ball to him. And I believe it was goal. If someone mentioned like, Oh, it was the announcer said that Golish told them their goal is to get Cedric Tillman 10 touches, which is, I mean, just when you talk about speed and I mean, you didn't even really know if he'd be your best possession receiver. He's not the guy that stands out to you um, yet. He, he does get behind the defenses. He's Mr. Reliable. Um, he, he is. Um, and, and, you know, he's obviously been in plenty of chances to make plays and I'm, I'm the way Javante Payton's playing, Bayless Jones Jr.'s playing now, I think it's just going to open more up for Cedric Tillman. Um, and then obviously hopefully get some other guys involved. And um, you had Princeton Fant and Jacob Warren both having to catch a piece. Tight ends getting involved in the game. That's that's makes it – the Tennessee's offense even more dynamic. And we kind of talked about how Tennessee's offense is getting more dynamic with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. And um, is he the best passer maybe to be determined? He looks like it right now. Um, but he definitely gives your offense another – of another angle of attack. So that's, that's obviously beneficial. And then hooker played really well, 15 and 19, 225 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he had uh, 80 yards rushing. I mean, and a touchdown there. You can't ask any more of your quarterback on any other day. Like, I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. And it, it sucks, but I mean, props to Josh Heupel for making that switch. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pump the brakes on that one. Butch Jones had to start Butch Jones eventually, or uh, Butch Jones had to start Josh Dobbs eventually too. That's true, um, but but it's more than Pruitt did. I mean, Pruitt would just not play anybody um, until like he literally had to. Um, but yeah, I think Hendon Hooker's your guy, and it it does kind of make you wonder if if Hooker plays the full game against Pitt, are we sitting here four and zero and maybe talking about being ranked in the top twenty five? Four and one, we lose to Florida. Oh yeah, what did I say? Emory Jones ate us up four and zero. Oh, I'm at four and one. You're good. Yes. Um, Yeah, and that's kind of why I say I'm going to pump the brakes on like making the right decision. Um, Now, you know, because he he was kind of forced to go to Hooker in the pit game. Now he did stay with Hooker when Milton looked healthy. Um, Now that I mean he's 100 healthy. But credit, I mean, I I mean, credit to, I guess, being able to. I I don't. I mean, Hooker just does so much for you. It's like, how can you not be at least somewhat successful? I'm not saying he Hooker goes out there and throws for 230 yards and rushes for 80 in any offense. Um, so, I mean, obviously credit for that. But Hinton Hooker looks like he's every bit of QB1, and it's kind of shocking that he didn't stand like out like this in camp. And maybe it's because it's tough to, to rush in camp. You get the whistle blown early, so you're not making the extra plays. Um, you're not calling a ton of run plays against your one offense with your QB one back there. Um, so maybe that's part of it, but from what all we've seen, it's shocking. He wasn't QB one from the get go. Yeah. And somebody told me some guy came up to me. I was wearing a Tennessee shirt in a uh, Myrtle beach and 
he was like, do you know who the best – it was during the summer. He was like, do you know who the best quarterback on your roster is? And I was like, Harrison Bailey, <laughs> Joe Milton. He's like, no, Hendon Hooker. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, he was right. I should have listened to the guy. But, <laughs> he was – who's this um, guy? But, yeah, that Hendon Hooker's making him look like a freaking genius because yeah. um, he's definitely showed out and, and gave – it's been the best quarterback play – that Tennessee's seen in since 2016, since Josh Dobbs yeah, left. Absolutely. No, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, also kind of going back or going to the defensive side of the ball. I, I know maybe sometimes those guys don't get enough credit. Uh, Theo Jackson continues to show out. Have we heard anything about him exiting the game? Good to go. Maybe. Um, yeah. I think uh, some of that, some of those guys went out and they just got other people reps. Like Tamari McDonald came in, Danico Slaughter played. Um, so I think if if they were hurt, you'd probably hear more about it. So the, the that you're the fact is that you're not hearing anything is probably a good sign. Good deal. Uh, and then obviously Jeremy Banks and I've I've kind of I've thought he's played pretty good all year. Um, I thought he's or I thought he's at least been he's kind of done what the middle linebackers expect him to do and just been everywhere. Uh, making play, I thought he's had chances to make plays all over the field. Well, Saturday he did. Had a sack, a, an interception, almost a pick six, um, two tackles for a loss. Jeremy Banks, I think, is is kind of coming into his own. And you know, will he get beat by better players? Maybe, but I think he's at least going to be there with the opportunity to make plays. And obviously, you want him to make the plays like he did that this Saturday. Uh, but I think he's he's just he's progressively getting better, and I hope it continues in the uh, probably what's been the worst part of his game up to this point. In, in pass coverage, I mean, obviously that intercept that interception was wasn't a great throw, but it was still you had, he had to make a heck of a play just to catch it, um, keep his feet, and then almost go score is is a pretty dang good play. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for. I think Jerry Banks has just gotten better this year. Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks like the leader of your defense. Um, you know his his sack and he had two tackles for a loss. I mean, props to that. I mean, Jeremy Banks. Yes, great. Um, Aaron Beasley, I was super impressed mm-hmm. with. He had led the team in tackles with eight, had a one and a half tackles for loss. Um, he just seemed like he was all over the place. Um, and I don't know if it was just because Missouri just wasn't going anywhere and he just happened to be there every single time, but it just felt like every time um, we saw a tackle, 24 was right around the ball every single time. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Beasley's played really well this year. I think he's been registered. I think he's gotten credit for a ton of sack, or tackles, whether he's actually gotten there or not. Maybe maybe he's friends with the stat keeper. Um, <laughs> another guy that's not – I kind of mentioned like our defensive line, seemed like getting a, getting a lot of pressure both in the run game and uh, pass game. Like I thought Elijah Simmons was really, really important to um, the rush, the running game against Bowling Green, even, even though I think he only had like one tackle. I feel like you saw a lot of kind of similar to that this week, a lot of Caleb Tremblay where he maybe wasn't making the tackle, but he was busting up the play. He was making Tyler Beatty look elsewhere or uh, making Connor Basil like, get the ball out fast or making him pay for it. Like, I feel like Trim, Caleb Tremblay's played really well up to this point. Um, not that he's just padded his stats or anything, but I, I think he's been a really, really, especially being a transfer, a big part of that defense and being successful, that defensive line specifically. Yeah, and it was good to see those, um, you know, Trayvon Flowers is out, so Christian Charles got the start, and then Tamari McDonald came in, Danico Slaughter got some run. So it was good to see kind of those younger defensive backs get in the game, and I thought Tamari McDonald really stood out to me, having five tackles, um, had a pass deflection as well. Um, so those guys really stood out to me. Um, 
getting in the game, getting some reps. I think that was good. I don't think you got enough people reps. That was kind of my one knock is like I felt yeah. like you could have got them in a little sooner. Um, especially Hendon Hooker. Like in the fourth quarter, he was still in. I was like, yeah, all right, guys. Especially when he's like got maybe banged up. <laughs> like you're like, yeah. yeah, I've seen all I need to see. Yes, especially when you have like a design quarterback run in the fourth quarter. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> let's see him drop back in the pocket and make a pass if he's going to play. Let's, right. Let's calm down here. Yeah, let's get him to ha- hand the football off. Get some timing down. I don't know. All right. Um, we've kind of talked about Tim Banks, but do you have anything else you, you want to add other than, I mean. Tyon freaking Evans. Oh, well, yeah. I, I guess we didn't talk about him and playmakers. No, Ty, Tyon Evans is. He's Tennessee's best player. I'll say it. So, I, so I, I, do, I know this is like, I'm not trying to look ahead to the Kentucky game at all, but just kind of to the credit of like Missouri. Not, I mean, Missouri's not good. We know that after this week, but everyone's like, not everyone. There's some Tennessee fans and national media too that are, Tennessee, I mean, they played a terrible Missouri team. Going into this year, would you have said Kentucky had the better run game or Tennessee? Kentucky. Yeah, and they didn't do that to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you can maybe say their defense is bad, but they're not They're not Vanderbilt bad. They're still an no. SEC team. They still have a high-powered offense, in my opinion. Um, and the fact that Tim Banks was able to, to hold – his defense was able to hold this team to basically 10 points. I mean, they scored a um, they scored on a kickoff return, and then they scored yeah. with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So basically, in real in one on one, one versus ones, it was probably they gave up 10 points. Right, right. Well, Kentucky did. Kind of, I didn't realize Rodriguez had 198 yards rushing in that game. He also played the entire game because that game came down to a possession, but I digress. Landon frozen. I was waiting on a response. Nothing. We'll wait on him to come back in. I think I'm still – I'm going. We're good. Well, I don't know if he has anything to add to Tim Banks. We'll wait see if he, he's got anything there. But it was announced today that Tennessee will take on Ole Miss home game, 730 I don't know what channel. I'm assuming ESPN. No, I'm not going to think. Not alternate network for this game, surely. Surely not. There, there's Joe. I knew I was like, am I? Am I? I got left out alone. Yeah, 7:30 uh, Eastern against Ole Miss. Joe, are you a fan of the black jerseys? Okay. Kind of. I'd rather if I had to pick one, I'd rather do Checker Nealon. Like, I'm just waiting. Like night game. I like the idea of the black jerseys. I've seen them like released. Like, some different ideas for him and like the actual person. I like them. Not like either side. I'm not like you have to wear them. I'm not like <laughs> stop with the new traditions. Like, I don't know. I love them. I mean, I think they look good, but I, I'd I rather mean, I'll, you don't have Ole Miss. It's all that matters. Yeah, no, yeah. I, well, okay. The, the reason I asked, I was going to say, if you do like them, would you rather see them noon game versus South Carolina, 7.30 night game against Ole Miss? I would say night game against Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, I, if we're going to bring them out, let's bring them out and it's what everybody wants. So, like, whatever's going to get the crowd, like, let's fill Neil and up. Yeah. Get a little like, extra juice going. Exactly. Like, whatever's going to get them going. I don't know. I uh, the one thing I'll say, like, as far as that, like, that goes, because I think, I mean, yeah, obviously, everyone would be incredibly fired up um, if that happened. It won't. Maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this. It, I don't know if it'll ever match the energy uh, that it was in '09 when people weren't 
people were kind of expecting it because some st- information had leaked that you know maybe black jerseys were happening. But then everyone was like, it's not happening. They obviously warm up in orange jerseys. And then the roar of the crowd when they everyone starts seeing it black. I guess it's not going to – I don't know how it matched that. That is like – people want to argue about tradition. I know it's maybe not Tennessee tradition. That's one of the cooler Tennessee moments that would uh, be at least of my life. So, because you know, everyone that's in touch would like go absolutely nuts when they come out. Like, oh, yeah, like when they see him on the Jumbotron, like ready to run out, they would Which get I, I'm a fan of the smoky gray. If we're talking about just, I think you said like you, you kind of like the black look, the smoky gray look, I'm a huge fan of, even though I also love orange and white. I, I don't know, it's it's first off, it's a jersey as long as you're not wearing just like like organs over the top for me, but right, yeah. <laughs> Every, every other than that, I can handle it. I'm not it. I'm not against it. No, I was I was a big fan of Smoky Grays. I don't you know I don't remember that time, but it's fine. But the Smoky Grays, <laughs> I thought they were sweet. I, I would love when they that 2016 time with those those jerseys. Those were nice. Yeah, I thought they did really well with those. But um, I yeah, Ole Miss. I okay. First off, Checker Neeland is really cool. Um, I think Landon's got a photo of him behind of it behind him. But that's when you're talking about just like something that makes Tennessee special. That's one of the coolest traditions, even though I guess it's not technically a tradition. I don't know. I don't know what the established timeline of tradition is. No one will say, but that's got to be up there. Yeah. It's just, I don't Whatever can get like that crowd, that extra, like that bump. Like, I don't know. You saw it against like, like Oklahoma. Like when that place is yeah. going like that, it's Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin knows, but that place can get bumping and it. it can get ugly real quick, no matter <laughs> I mean, Alabama and Georgia is one story, but I think if Ole Miss, if we, I don't know, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hey, we'll, we'll get into Ole Miss. Uh, I guess two weeks from now, or a week yeah. from Thursday. It. Uh, I mean, I'm not willing to say it's out of the realm of possibility. What do you think? Like this week, what were? I mean, what were you just kind of reactionary thoughts? Were you like, were you completely? I mean, I was like, all right, we might win in eight games now. Or were you more hesitant? <laughs> At, like after the Missouri win? Yeah, after the Missouri game, were you just completely like too fired up for reason or? Were you? I was. I was like cautionarily excited yeah. because I've done this a billion times where it's like, oh wow, we looked fantastic, and then we go and blow a game, you know, like. But twelve point is it? Is it twelve point favorite still against South Carolina? I saw it move down. It's ten and a half now. Ten and a half. So like okay. that's still, that's still pretty, pretty hefty, but um, but I don't know. I definitely feel a lot better. I definitely don't think it might like. I think we can look above five hundred and be totally okay. Like settling for above 500 i don't think six and six is too above six and six isn't too much to ask for i'll say this south carolina's worse than missouri yeah yeah i would, I would agree with that i mean the they only... look like trash i mean they can't even score a defensive touchdown properly <laughs> i was about to say their defense may be a little bit better than missouri's but as a team no they're awful. yeah they're awful uh lana we were asking about the black jerseys I, I mean do you like the black jerseys is my first question my second question would you wear them for south carolina or Ole miss uh, Ole Miss for sure. Um, I'm not against the black jerseys. Um, I, I think it's cool. So you're not. I, I'm not, not going to spend a hundred dollars and buy one from Ball Shop. I'm not doing that. It, it doesn't look that great to me. Um, now, if they go on sale for like forty five, fifty, I mean, maybe I'm not. I'm not purchase one at that point. But I'm not spending um, that that big bill for a black jersey now. Just wait till Heupel gets fired. They'll they'll drop. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think it's cool. I, I would like to get some more um, alternate uniforms. So whatever they have in the works, yeah, let's let's do it. I want more orange and white alternates. Yeah, 
I agree. I'd like to see a different helmet. Yeah, not even like it doesn't have to be drastically different. Just literally change the side logo. Like yeah, I, I would like stride, to see keep interlocking UT. I think that'd be dope. The rifleman would be great. Volstar would be dope. What about that Walmart Smokey? No, hell no. <laughs> the, the the Walmart Smokey hat that that guy was um, wearing. It I'm like, of course, that guy stealing from an old lady is wearing the Walmart Smokey hat. Got, they go fair, hand in hand. He needed a new hat. Like he did need it. Dude, uh, he didn't even have a hat in his hand. He had like shirts and polos. He probably had the um, the checkerboard overalls. Oh, that would be a great call. That I got. I know. I know Joe's, Joe's got some checkerboard overalls, don't you, Joe? Uh, yes. They are. <laughs> they've, they've been ripped. The story is like behind that. I need a new pair because the other ones have been ripped, but. Oh, so you got that guy to go steal you some? Yeah, we don't talk. About that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. That I thought I did a better job covering myself, but. <laughs> Landon, you don't have check. I feel like you'd have checkerboard overalls. No one's like even uh, gifted them to you or anything. No. Wow. That's L- literally, like, there's two things I was scared of growing up. Like you know those things that you, like you put next to this, like a baby gate next to the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. It will like. They didn't have to use a baby gate. They use one of three things. One of those troll dolls with the crazy hair wouldn't go near it. Dress shoes and overalls. I would not Is that them. a real story? Yeah, it's a real story. That's yeah. weird. It's a... I hate them. I hate them. Have against dress shoes. <laughs> I mean, there's. I just. I mean, like when we were little, like dress shoes were ugly. How young were you? This, like, that's my. Question. I mean, I was probably like five or. Five to ten, not a baby gate for ten. I, like five. I was you're I ten know. years old, and they had to like keep you from five and under. Down the stairs. Yeah, I mean they weren't comfortable. How was it you wearing them? The sight of them. Wait, what? Were you wearing? Was it wearing them, or like the sight of them would like even like? Yeah, I, I think it was just wearing them. Like okay. if they had them out, like oh crap, I gotta wear those. I didn't the other way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm cool with the black jerseys. Let's, let's run them out there and see what happens. I definitely think these will look better than they did when Lane yeah. Kiffin brought them out. But yeah. it's not going to be like as cool, probably. That's what we. That's what kind of we were talking about. Like I don't know if anything can match the energy from South Carolina and 09, like seeing them for the first time. But yeah, don't do them against South Carolina at noon. That's just not do them at night. Do it at night. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like this game was like already decided, and that's why I think they're going to do it this game. But if if they're willing, if they're like, uh, we got a night game against Ole Miss, they, I mean, they should switch it. I just don't know if they will. I think everybody should wear number twenty-seven this game. That would be cool. They need. They don't even sell twenty-seven jerseys. Wait, what? Oh, the players. Yeah, the players. Like all the players do. For, yeah, what? Everybody has to go buy one. Um. <laughs> No, like, I would love it. Every, everybody jersey. does like forty-two <laughs> in baseball. Like that'd yeah. be so cool if everybody wore twenty-seven. I don't know. Might get, a, might get a little bit more hectic in football, but yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the spotters it. up in the box are gonna go cross-eyed, but I think it'd be cool. I'm I'm with it. I I love that idea. Um, I think the other team should should wear twenty-seven too. <laughs> Just get it all out there. <laughs> I also do think they need to sell more numbers. 
than just one 16, 98, and whatever. Like, is that it? One 16, They used to have 14. They did. I think they do still 14 pretty often. They used to do like seven. Seven used to be, and not necessarily because of Clawson, just they used to be a very common mm-hmm. number. That I, I think like like they should do more. They should do Camara. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's get like, what were the Colquitts? I don't know. Three. Three sounds right. No, they were like 80. They're like the 80s, I think. Yeah, let's get some of those. Let's just get some whatever numbers on. Well, that's like 38. Yeah. I actually think I have a 31, which Jamal has Jamal Lewis. I used to have a 31 jersey. I have a it's 27, the, and I'm probably going to wear it on Saturday. It's with the orange and white stripe on the sleeve. Is that mm-hmm. your 31? Dude, I used to have that. And no, though th- no, this is straight up Adidas, so it's probably okay, okay. it's probably newer than that. But that's so mine was the uh, the Bell logo one. Oh, okay, it, dude, it oh, looks sweet, sweet, and I lost it when we cleaned out my dad's house, and I don't know where it went. So, Dang. yeah, so that was a sucky, sucky jersey to lose, um, dude. No, I was just I, I wrote this stat down. I had it on another piece of paper before my power went out. I was gonna read it. So, <laughs> yeah, like the entire neighborhood just went out. Just oh, so good. random, but Facebook, um, Facebook involved? Yeah, maybe. I think it's Urban Meyer, man. He's he thought he knew we were going to talk about on this show, and he's trying to erase everything. <laughs> the, man, the man's trying to keep us down right now. Yeah. Um. But Tennessee had five different players rush for over twenty yards, and seven players average over five yards a carry. I didn't think we ran that many people. That's I awesome, mean. Though. Dude, you could have like we could have both had oh, oh, at yeah. least over twenty yards, easy. I, I do. Line. My uh, my career stat line is one rush for I think it was twenty three yards, so no big deal. Nice. Yeah. So I don't give me the ball anymore. I'm done. That's it. I don't think That's I, I ever got a rush in high in high school. Mine mine was not on purpose. Um, pulled the classic punt punt keeper punter keeper. So just took it and ran. There you go, baby. Call my own plays like Peyton Manning. 23.0. Special teams. And, and there were 15 yards tacked on to the penalty. There you go. I got tackled out of I got tackled out of bounds late. I don't think I, you know I, I didn't think it was that late, but I'll take the give me the flag. Let's what about Laneith Whitehead getting uh co poor, freshman of the week? I didn't know he got that. That poor guy, good for him because he got ran into the ground. They're like, we don't have any more running backs. He's a, we Jabari's out for the game. We're not giving Ty on the ball again. Yeah, I mean, like they, they had him and Jalen Rod didn't get. I, he had four carries. Um, and then Marcus Pierce had eleven. Yeah, all pretty much last couple drives, uh, last two right. drives maybe. Right. Um, like I, I just there were time, like two drives they ran Laneith Whitehead, and like by the time we got to you know inside the red zone or just out, I'm like that dude's exhausted. Like he's falling down the first chance he gets. Oh yeah, rotate someone in there. He's please. a big dude, so like yeah. if they can get a lot. I, I know Tyon is, you know, he's got the speed and power, but I feel like Laneith Whitehead, he's a big dude. No, he is. Um, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about Tyon Evans literally running him 100 yards untouched, two touchdowns, 100 yards, no one touched him. I mean that that's it's video game. That's what it was. <laughs> it is. Uh, when like you were so good at like Road to Glory that you like. 
would run the ball and like try not to get tackled. Like you'd see how far in the game until you actually got tackled. Yep, that, that was it. That's what Tyon Evans is doing. I would also like to note I'm rarely right, contrary to popular belief. I've been saying Tyon Evans since he transferred here, or I guess got recruited here. I don't know how it works with Juco. You get it. Since he arrived. Absolutely. Big Tyon Evans fan. And we said the playmakers too. We we kind of pointed out like who we thought would have a big game. We thought Javante Payton and Valus Jones. Tyon Evans. And Tyon you said Tyon Evans. Evans would have over 100 yards and two touchdowns. He doubled you up. He, uh, he did that in the first quarter. He, he <laughs> yeah. I, I said Saturday, so I didn't say in the game. So I, I meant the first quarter. I just didn't want to give it away too much. Yeah, you're not, you don't want Vegas to shut down your DraftKings account. So. Right. Oh, dude, how nice is it that we actually got a an opposing coach fired? Or we, good, the, we, we put the last nail in the coffin, whatever it was. He might have been on his way out, but – Missouri fired their defensive line coach right after, I think, on Sunday. I still want to know how a defensive line coach gets fired. Okay, so he didn't get fired mid-game. That's a step up. How, like, I'll never understand it. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so Jethro Franklin. I think he was hired on this year, so. Oh, even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like Rumball. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like that. Um but yeah, how do you not fire that? Who's the defensive coordinator? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, like that was that's that's the next one. On the that that was truly one of the worst defensive performances I've seen, and I've seen Tennessee play Alabama a lot in my life. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think that like that game on Saturday that should be a message to like. I hope they just hammered recruits this week and just been like, "Hey, you're one sixty-two points." <laughs> Held Tyler Beatty's 68 yards. Total. Let's do it two weeks in a row. Let's do it two yeah. weeks in a row. I, I am kind of worried about the Ole Miss. Like, we're talking about Ole Miss too much, and we play South Carolina on Saturday. It's kind of make me a little nervous about it. No, I think – yeah, and I think when you're talking about getting to six and six, this is a must win. You, you get this one, this gets you to four. That leaves South Alabama and Vanderbilt on your schedule. I think if you get this game, <laughs> you're at six wins. Everything after that is gravy. Obviously, yep. you don't want to lose them in bad fashion or anything like that, but – I legitimately believed at the beginning of the season your ceiling, and it was before you knew how bad Missouri was going to be this week, before you truly knew how bad um, South Carolina was going to be. I thought six and six was probably your ceiling. So go win those games. And that gets into kind of what we talked about, win the games you're supposed to win, and then kind of just play for everything else. So go take care of – you should be South Carolina. You're favored by 10.5 points. I think that line by game time will move down to more like 8.5, especially since it's already moved two points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it balances out right about nine. I would say seven to nine is what I have Tennessee winning by. So I think it gets down a little bit. Win the game you're supposed to win, and then go play for everything else. You you you're gonna have the offense compete with Ole Miss defensively. Put that off. Kentucky, it's gonna be a toss up game. You, I mean, if you want to just look at a single game, then you can also look at a single game in Missouri if you want to look at common opponents so far. So you can't just look at them beating Florida. Um, as far as Georgia and Alabama go, well, mm, yikes, but that's, that's your schedule. It, like it's not as your back end is, I feel like this is one of the most favorable schedules of all I've seen. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it does kind of suck when you look at 
you got in those next four games after South Carolina, you do have a bye week in between those. But it has kind of worked it where it looks like you have a really – like you have a gauntlet from – I think all four of them are top 17 teams. Now, who knows what they'll be when we actually get to them. Um, well, one, well, two of them will be one and two. They are one and two right now. They'll be one and two. Who, Ole Miss? Oh, no, Alabama and Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alabama, yeah, one and two. But I thought you meant their record's one and two. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, if I, but if, if any year, like, like you said, obviously that stretch of games doesn't look easy. 17 Ole Miss, one Alabama, 16, or uh, by week, 16 Kentucky, two Georgia. But if you look at an SEC schedule for Tennessee in most years, that schedule is favorable. Right. Especially when you're talking about trying, where, where you think you could potentially pick up wins. You get Kentucky after a bye week. You're not going back-to-back Alabama to Kentucky. Um, you get South Carolina before Ole Miss. Alabama, obviously, as a fan, I mean, it would be fantastic for Tennessee to win, but if we just want to look at it from a realistic perspective, I mean, come on. Um, same with Georgia. But after you play Georgia, you get South Alabama and Vanderbilt to finish a year. Six and six is incredibly doable, and I've, I feel a little crazy for saying that. Obviously, I think that puts this week as a must-win. Absolutely. I just think, you know, you, you watch, you've seen South Carolina play. They barely beat ECU. They did, I guess, when you look at it, they kind of had a good showing against Kentucky. They didn't look great against Troy. I mean, I, I just think this team is just not very good. They're not bad defensively, but their offense is just – I mean, they're starting to gratis us in that quarterback. <laughs> If Tennessee can go out and execute like they did this week, I'll, I'll feel confident. We'll get into more of that Thursday. Um, we did kind of talk about Kiffin under the lights. I don't know if you have anything to add, Landon, um, but gets to welcome back everybody's favorite head coach, apparently. To yeah, it'd night. be great to, to whoop his ass in Neyland. Let's send him back on the tarmac. <laughs> I'll drop him to McGee Tyson. <laughs> can we, we burn mattresses if we beat that game, not because we're celebrating the win, just you know, in, in remembrance of that night. Yeah, remembrance. Right. Um, big thing is make sure you have popcorn at that game. Um, that'll be a that'll be a fun one. I do want a popcorn maker. If anybody's got a good lead on a popcorn maker, uh, preferably one I don't have to take back with me because those things are bitches to clean up, and I don't want to put it in the back of my car. So preferably one I can just leave at the tailgate. Uh, I'll take it, and we'll hand out popcorn. Because did you think I want to get into week five in college ball? That was an interesting interview, <laughs> was it not? Wait, which one? The one where Kiffin was like, get your popcorn ready, and then throws his. <coughs> yeah. I don't – dude, you got to watch what you say before you're about to go up against a freaking juggernaut like Alabama. You just need to watch what you say before you play anybody. Well, really. yeah, that's true. Well, one thing I don't – and which, I mean, Alabama couldn't have used that as locker room material that night, but I don't understand coaches, like, purposefully giving teams locker room material. And, I mean, it's not – I don't know. Maybe they think they're kind of being like the Spurrier of this generation, like the um, Dan Mullen and uh, um, Todd Grantham coming out and saying that the Monday of the game uh, after the Tennessee game. Like, I mean, we know what all, you know, the offense played this week is not the offense playing next week. Like why even give a team first off, if you're not going to say it before the game, you can't say it after the game. So that was cowardly Todd Grantham. Mm -hmm. That was cowardly. If you just want to look at it for that. But second off, 
if you don't think Tennessee's coaches are going to use that for next year, you're an idiot. Like, why purposefully give people locker room material? But if you're going to do it, you have to do it before the game. You can't go win and then say that. That's yeah. not how it works. Like it's that, cowardly. It's very – it is. And so that's annoying. Um, but then Dan Mullen contradicting himself. I don't know. Do, does, does Kiffin – does Dan Mullen – like, do these guys think they're the Steve Spurrier of the generation? Because you're going to have to win more ball games if you're going to be the Steve Spurrier of this generation. Yeah, I mean – Dan Mullen just continues to – I mean, granted, he's got Tennessee's number. I'll give him that. But, I mean, what games – He's like, at Florida. What, he, he's got Tennessee's number by virtue of where he's at. Right, If he's yeah, still coaching Mississippi I mean, State, yeah. it'd probably split the series. I mean <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, Muschamp had it. Um, yeah, everybody's – even Shark Humper had it to a certain extent. So – yeah, I, I, I don't get that. But, yeah, he's got to win some games, like some meaningful games. Like beating Tennessee when Tennessee has been down for 10 years, I mean, that's really nothing to hang your hat on. But losing a game that you were favored in by nine point, ten points, yeah, is bad. Now, let's start there, too. That was the sixth call game of the um, SEC triple header on, on Saturday night. I mean, Kentucky, credit to them. They had that big um, kick return, uh, block kick, blocked field goal return. Um, so, took advantage of special teams. I mean, their offense played a what I would call a fairly clean game to – I mean, enough to win a ball game. Florida just didn't look great. I mean, bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed with them. Um, and and you, you mentioned, like, they scored on – Special teams, I wasn't super impressed with Kentucky either. No, they didn't play. I mean, they didn't play incredible. They played a they played a good enough game to win, but I, I think they had one turnover. Um, I'm not sure how many for that. I mean, they always had that block punt. That's big. I think they just had one turnover too. Um, but and that, I mean, at the end of the day, that block not block punt, block field goal was was the difference. In the Florida did have 15. I mean, they couldn't even snap the football. They had 15 yeah. penalties. For 115 yards, so it wasn't like big penalties. It was false starts and illegal right. procedure, and you know they just couldn't they couldn't snap it. And all of that in Kroger Field, what an ugly affair! Uh, just ugly. It was both teams combined five for 22 on third down. Just an ugly, ugly game. Yeah, that that's not fun. Um, it is a good like I hate Kentucky, but all in all, good for you. I'm glad that fans got to storm the field. That's good. Love that. Big storm guy. Um, so good for you. If you're a Kentucky fan, enjoy the win because they don't come often. Thursday night, Virginia at Miami. Fire Manny Diaz tonight or Thursday night. Drive him to the airport. Drop him off. Tell him you'll send his bags later. Don't give him time to pack. Just what an idiot. I mean, I the whole don't – like. Virginia is not Tom Brady. Virginia is not Aaron Rodgers. Giving them the ball with a minute left isn't that big of a deal. Go if you have a chance to score, go score. Yeah, he's. I mean, there's no reason why Miami in the state of the ACC should be should have a losing record. I mean, the ACC is not good. You're in Miami. You have talent, literally on every single block. I just don't understand how they're so bad. I guess Florida State's the same way. Like, I don't understand how they're bad either. Right. Yep. 
I don't under, I'll never understand it actually. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, Friday night, Landon, we hit the parlay. That's why we tell you all to come here. We're here yep. to hit parlays. Money wins. Just I, we both we both said that was an easy money line. I mean, none of those games were like the closest game was BYU and Utah State. Everything else was cushy. Mm-hmm. And even that, and I say like I said, BYU game was close. That's that might be Iowa it. freaking dominated. Oh yeah, Tula Tulea. He looks terrible. Yeah. How does how does Nick Saban always get it right? Like no one's transferred from Alabama, no quarterback, and just balled out. Nope. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Well, um, Jalen Hurts, I guess if you. But but he still got it right. Like <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, playing two is still good. And Jalen, like he pretty much. I think he told this story on the Peyton cast or whatever, Manning cast, where he was like, I asked Jalen, like, where do you think – who do you think has the best players? He said Oklahoma. I told him to go there. Like, I, the man gets it right. It's it's insane. I guess you're right about at least Jalen did ball out, but it's not like the quarterback at Bama struggled while Jalen was – Well, and when you have all that talent, like it's easy to, to pick out who's who's who and who's not. Yeah, but I mean, you, you would think, it, especially I get, I get, and maybe you see it in the next five or so years with how many quarterbacks are coming there. But like, they had that rotation with Blake Barnett and Jalen Hurts. Blake Barnett transferred, and people like I for, I couldn't remember his name. He went to like eight ago. teams. Yeah, I, like he, like Saban obviously got that one right. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess he's he's only been faced with a few quarterback transfers because everyone else kind of just sat behind. Jalen Hurts transferred out after winning a national championship, whatever. Um, so yeah. It's it's nuts, but Alabama, Ole Miss. We we briefly talked about that one. That's just Alabama. Let's talk about both the games: Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Arkansas. The two best teams in the SEC are the two best teams in the SEC. They're separated from the other uh, ten. Two, two of the best teams in the country. Is that what and, you mean? Two, and two of the best teams in the country, but they're separated in the SEC from the other ten. Not right. that not that the top of those other ten couldn't compete with them. Twelve, but they're but they're not they're not going to beat them. There's 14 in the SEC, right? Well, I'm not giving Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Well, Mississippi State did beat A&M. Well, and 16 if you count Texas, Oklahoma. <laughs> Fair. Well, they are definitely in the bottom of those two. Um, but, no, I, I do – I mean, I guess so maybe just the other 11 because Vanderbilt couldn't even beat ETSU. So, those two teams are those two teams. They are going to be for the foreseeable future. I mean, they're just – they're dominant. And Georgia's offense is coming alive. I mean, it's insane. Insane. Yeah, I mean, that defense is disgusting. I mean, Arkansas had no like, – Right. It was – after they went up 14 nothing. you're not scoring – I think they've given up like 22 or 23 points the entire year. Um, I mean, they just – they swarm. That defense is – who was it? Was it uh, Beamer who just went nuts over Georgia's defense? Well, I mean, they have a five-star linebacker. They have a five-star safety. I mean, Jordan Davis is – I mean, he literally looks like Thanos. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, definitely followed the grown men part of recruiting. Georgia mm-hmm. does. No. Yeah, they get that uh, – they don't – those guys don't get carded anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> I do want to hit on some more notable games. Stanford upsets Oregon 31-24. 
Oregon, number three. Where did they drop to? Uh, hold on. Eight. Hold on. Eight. Um, so not a good spot to be after that. Penn State dominates Indiana. Penn State. I'm interested to see how, how their year finalizes. They, Just, they play Iowa this week. That's right. That's right. Iowa's number three. Iowa's in that, that three spot now. Um, Oklahoma beat Kansas State. I think the over did hit. No, it didn't. It was 70-something. I think this is like the third year in a row that game, the over hadn't hit. Something weird like that. It was a weird stat. Hmm. Um, Notre Dame beat Cincinnati. Or, sorry, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Landon's locks, guys. It's my fault. I'm the mush. I played Landon's locks, and they just weren't <laughs> it. They weren't it this week. It's my fault. Yep. Going um, two and two. I mean, right. Florida just – that game was just – they should have beat Kentucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, that it was an ugly game. Yeah. Like I said, though, Kentucky did what it took. But Cincinnati Man. proved me wrong. Like, I'll, I'll never bet, bet against Cincinnati. They, I mean, they look legit. Yeah, and I hope they – if they, I mean, assuming they stay undefeated, I hope they get an actual shot at the college football playoff. I feel like this is the year that it may because, like, how many undefeated teams are going to be left? You you drop one this week in Penn State or Iowa for sure. I guess Oklahoma maybe? Depending on – I mean, when are, they, when will they people, get me about Texas? When's Vegas – Going to respect Michigan. I was gonna Michigan, Wisconsin was my next game on that list. I am very I don't know. I just I, I don't have faith in Harbaugh. So let's see what happens. I mean, I they, know he's beaten a lot of good they teams. They played Nebraska this week and the line's at minus three. Oh, yikes. I already I, took I, it. I, I may I was about to say I, I already took it. I may be logging, I may be logging out of here soon. I actually have my DraftKings pulled up. I may go sprinkle a lot on that. Um a couple of units. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan's look good this year, for sure. Um, we mentioned Mississippi State upsetting Texas A&M. A&M is terrible. I mean, they, they are, are awful. I don't know what's happened. They're just – they're bad. Quarterback play. Yeah, quarterback play has been disastrous. But, I mean, even then, they're just bad. Like, they're just not a good yeah, football team. Not good. not good at all. Um, I No more real notable games for me other than maybe um, ETSU 5-0 after beating Wofford. That's about all I got. So, you talk about Georgia and Alabama, and then it's kind of everybody else. Who is number three? I would have said Florida before this week. Yeah, I would. I probably would have too. You think I guess, maybe I mean, Ole Miss? I guess it's Ole Miss, Arkansas. I mean, right now it's hard to say because both of them got whooped up pretty good this week. Um, but I'd say one of those two teams right now. Like, with every with everything you know right now, mm-hmm. I think it would be unfair to put Florida there after a, a loss to Kentucky. It's definitely not Kentucky. I know they're 5-0, but it's, it's just not Kentucky. It's not. Um, we know it's not Mississippi State. I doubt it's Auburn. We didn't mention the Auburn-LSU game. That was a good game. That was a great game. I mean, it was mayhem. It was like it was a bad college football game, but it was a great game to watch. Just when you like, just when you're like, yeah, Bo Nix isn't that great. Then he has he a game. Does it again? Yeah, it's just like what the. I mean, is it? Are we unfairly judging Auburn based on the Georgia State game? I mean, I didn't think they looked great against Penn State either, though. But you did only lose by a touchdown. Hey, well, a touchdown and a two point conversion. I guess. I mean, that's. Chad told me today, like I. I said we'd probably be ranked if we end up beating Pitt, um, or at least close to it. And he was like, no, I just don't think the quality of opponents as he has would put them as a ranked team. And I 
Auburn basically has the same schedule we did. Um, and they've they hung around with Penn State. I think Tennessee did too until it kind of got away from them with Florida. Um, but they almost lost to Georgia State. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of agree with that. They probably should have lost to Georgia State. I'll say that. <laughs> they, I mean, for my bet's sake, I'll definitely say they should have. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I mean, Auburn, I guess, in ten, Auburn, Tennessee, the way it's kind of like laid out this year, yeah, it's very similar. Um, I mean, I agree with what you said about, I mean, if Tennessee beats Pitt, uh, Pitt it, they've got to be in that in that 25 to 20 range, I think. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pitt got Pitt got the I told you guys it was an overcorrection. Pitt's not about Pitt's not a team that loses to Western Kentucky. It, I don't know or Western Michigan. I don't know what happened that week, but they weren't going to go and play Purdue to three points. So, right. or not Purdue. That was Minnesota. I agree with that though. Minnesota. I know they weren't. They only played them to seven. Minnesota wasn't going to lose Purdue. I think they were two and a half point underdogs. They weren't going to lose Missouri. It wasn't going to happen. Who Pitt, Pitt played Georgia Tech this week? That's right. They beat them bad. Yeah, they uh, about like twenty, maybe. Ooh. And they were—I think they were like three-point favorites. They weren't heavily favored. Yeah, college football is just—it's been tough. It's been oh, tough. I think I think Vegas—they they won by thirty-one. Pittsburgh did. Yeah. I think Vegas has spotted us a couple points because I think there's been some overcorrections. Uh, I thought the Minnesota and Pitt were both overcorrections. I think Tennessee this week. I would have taken South Carolina at twelve the way it stands because I think Tennessee may be a slight overcorrection. Not that I don't think Tennessee can do it again, but. That's asking a lot of a team to do that two weeks in a row for a, a team that's not that great. Like, I think so. I think what Tennessee did to Missouri, they do one out of ten times. I'm not saying they lose the other nine games, but I don't think they do that. I would like nine to see a, a, a first quarter like there where we just dominate and you know get everybody kind of out of the game and rested for Ole Miss next week. I would love that. Oh, for sure. I. Let's score like what three touchdowns in like ten minutes? <laughs> yeah, less than ten minutes. Three touchdowns in five minutes. Yeah, five and a half. No, that would be nice for sure. Um, do we have any questions? I know, or anything else you want to touch on for for college football this oh, week? We did have some questions. Let me get to those okay. real quick. Um, while you're doing that, guys, go ahead and get it in now because by the time we talk Thursday, Coastal Carolina will be well on its way to its over against Butch Jones and Arkansas State. Um, so go ahead and go get that over in right now. Don't ask me what it's at. It doesn't matter. It's a system bet. You play it. Bush Jones is going to get his ass kicked by the mullets this week. So just make sure you go play it. Uh, Steve Ray said, where is Jalen Hyatt? It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I know he, he got banged up in that Pittsburgh game. Um, so I'm sure that's been, you know, a little transition to get back. I mean, it just feels like a – I don't want to say a sophomore slump, but I mean, he's just not producing. No. Um, and, and, he's, yeah, had, he's had some would, issues with the drops. Um, and then guys play man coverage on him and press man coverage. And it's it's been hard for him to really get off that. Yeah. I think you even said that early on. Like, he's not done great against press man. Um, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned it against Pitt as an issue. So, yeah, that's definitely a – Create some some trouble there for for Jalen. Yeah. I'd like to see him get back to form. He's obviously really fast. He's got to catch the ball when given the opportunity. Also, don't know how much injuries affected him. I did have another one too. Um, oh, 
Dub himself says, do you think the offense is starting to click or is Missouri just terrible on defense? Does this weekend change your outlook on the next three games this month? I was probably chalking up, I, I think a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think Tennessee corrected a lot of stuff that a – little, a lot of little stuff, um, like the penalties, um, taking care of the football, hitting on the deep throws, just timing and stuff like that. Um, and the offense or the defense just kind of fed off that it felt like, or or vice versa, whichever one right. it was. And then um, I was gonna oh Ole Miss is definitely a loss in my opinion, and I like her chances a little bit better. I'll say that. Yeah, I I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. It doesn't change the outlook entirely for me, mm-hmm. um, but it it does kind of give me a little bit more hope in that in that Ole Miss game. I think the Kind of going back in, does it? I mean, I, I, I just South Carolina is an SEC game. It's an SEC East, uh, you know, division rivalry, if you want to call it that. Um, I know that's probably using that term a little loosely, but it's it's not going to be an easy game by any means. So I don't, I don't think it's as um, as simple as saying, you know, go out in the first quarter and, and then cruise the rest of the way. But if you can go out and get to the first quarter, first half that you did this week, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get some guys, some some reps in there, and also rest some guys for next week. So maybe changes my outlook in that sense a little bit. Um, the final game of October, though, it does it, that doesn't change my outlook any. I'll, I'll say that. No, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, South Carolina. I think it does change my outlook a little bit because I think we. Sh- if you beat the brakes off Missouri the way that you did, you should ash- absolutely beat the brakes off the South Carolina team. I, I'd agree with that. I mean, they're terrible. I agree. I, I don't think it may. I don't. Not my only like I don't disagree with that. They should, in, in terms of like how you. It's just. Can they do it two weeks in a row? Can, can you do it two weeks in a row? Can you do it to an SEC opponent, period, and then two weeks in a row? I think there's just a lot. Like, again, I don't think Tennessee does that to Missouri, not, you know, but one out of 10 times. So can yeah, they right. do it to another opponent? And we did that uh, 11 local time, putting that yeah. brunch ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't even make it from brunch. That, that yeah, stadium was that. empty. All those Missouri fans had those brunch hats on, and they just – oh, man. <laughs> they didn't even get off the toilet after eating that biscuit and gravy, and we were already up three touchdowns. Oh, man. What we got for most important of the week? Um, Great stat for you. Okay. Sam Darnold. Okay. Actually, damn, I shouldn't have set, let it off like that. <laughs> but, oh, well, most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. Wow. That's real? That's real. He's got five. I would have never guessed. Like, not in a million years ever guessed that. So, thank you for just flat out telling me. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was – Also, to, to kind of segue, just staying with the number five. Trayvon Diggs uh-huh. has five interceptions in four games for the Cowboys. It was against my Panthers, but <laughs> Cowboys look good. I, I will say this: the Panthers were missing Christian McCaffrey, but fair. Um, the Cowboys were—they were pretty dominant in that game. Um, and Trayvon Diggs, Alabama guy, but he's pretty damn good. <laughs> he's okay. He's all right. He's all right. For sure. Uh, most important of the week. You got any more most? Do you have it? Oh, I do have the 60-point outputs. Um, 
So I guess our first one was in 1993. It was Vanderbilt 62 to 14. 94, we did it 65 to nothing against Vanderbilt. 2000 against Arkansas, we won 63 to 20. 2016, 63 37. And then 62 24 in 2021. Not too shabby. Let's do it again this week. Let's just keep adding that. Yeah. 60. What's a – so you got the 50 burger. What's 60? I think, I, I don't think – I think it's just the 50 burger. Like everything above 50 I think is 50 burger, right? Joe Joe may know. I know he's a 50 burger guy. I, I, I would like just, the – maybe a 60 sandwich. Okay. I think the correct terminology would just be a 60 burger, but I like 60 sandwich. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I mean like – Hey, I'll say this. Ollie Lane in this picture looks like he loves a 60 sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Peep the new Twitter banner. <laughs> yeah. Friend the, of the uh, pod, too. Yeah, Ollie, big friend of the pod. The um, So, like, 60 sandwich specifically has to be like a Gus's sandwich because that's the only sandwich I would take. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a dirty sandwich. Yeah, like a greasy, mm. just like one that you're definitely going to like spill the contents out. As you're eating it, like one of those? Yeah, it's like if you put on your lap in the paper, your lap's going to get soaked. <laughs> those, I'm in. Sold. Um, is that your – I'm confused where we're at. Most important of the week. Yeah, I mean, I did have I did have those. That's kind of – I guess that's all I got for – If you want – like I think this is funny, Clemson being unranked for the first time since uh, – November of 2014. I think that's pretty cool. That's that's a wild. I would have thought it was honestly before that. That's that's pretty crazy. I mean, 2014. That's a year away from them playing a the national championship, right? Or maybe two. I guess when did Dabo take over? I don't know when he actually took over. It, I think it was like in that range, 2012, 2014, somewhere yeah. there. Um, my first most important of the week. Jarrell Peppers. Did y'all see this? Yes. <laughs> Boom, we want that ball blank. That's a first off, you have to win when you do that. Like there's no option. Um you got it. Hot, hot mic, hot mic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's a ex I mean, hey, bring that's the that's the thing that Lane Kiffin's gotta learn though. You you better win those games if you're gonna say that. All right. Um Joe, you got any most important? No, I got to fail, but that's the importance. I just speaks been a blunder. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a ton. I guess I've been real negative because I don't have a ton of most important. I, I do have a, I have a couple ball. fails. Yeah, I'm a. I don't think any of them have to do with Tennessee. If that makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> also, I just have a ton of screenshots. I speaking. Why of are people so mad about the black jerseys, I, dude? It, well, it's not people. One person specifically. Which I was a child last on the internet. I just, I was just being annoying, and I couldn't put down my phone. I was just really mean. I should have stopped. It was. It wasn't mean to him. It was just mean to the people on my timeline that had to see it. So I apologize. I do apologize for that. Mm. Yeah. Big yeah. Apology. He does. That guy does suck. Um, my first. I'll, I'll move on to fails. So, the athletic wrote. I never read the article, and I have a subscription to the athletic that I don't use enough. But they got me that I forgot to cancel it, and they renewed my membership. I hate automatic drafts. Um, but Bruce Feldman wrote an article that said, I believe this scheme held Trevor back 
despite a load of five-star talent, things have suddenly gotten really hard for Clemson. College football analysts and rival ACC coaches explain why this has become a bottom 10 offense and what they can do to fix it. Was this not the article I was thinking of? I just read that. And yeah, so I didn't read the article, so I'm just basing this off the tweet. But Trevor Lawrence won a Heisman. What could the offense have – and Clemson won national championships. What could the offense have possibly have done to hold him back? And why does like why does that explain Clemson being bad? I was just very confused by. It. I don't get it. I again, I, I should probably read the article, but you want me to click on the article by your tweet, so I'm just going to judge everything I know about this tweet. I don't understand how it held Trevor back, and I hate, I hate when coaches come out and they're like, "I knew this offense sucked all along." Well, you didn't think it sucked when it was beating you, so that's weird. But all yeah. of a sudden, they're not ranked and. Oh, this was this was the problem all along. Shut up, shut up. Yeah, I mean the the problem is they just don't have a stud at quarterback anymore. No, for sure. For just sure. a bad take. That's all it is. Yep. All take. What you got is uh, your fail. I it it was more just like on the whim. I I was trying to stay updated with this uh, this game tonight, the Monday night game. Oh yeah. Target Raiders, and they were in a. A, a rain delay or a weather delay in a dome. It's a it's a dome, and there's a lightning delay, but they're indoors. So like, <laughs> I, I didn't get updated on all the stuff, but like I was waiting for the game to start for fantasy, and like, I just thought to myself, I was like, they're in the dome, right? Like, it's closed ceiling. I don't know, but maybe they're, I'm sh- they're showing an outside picture as you speak. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Too. Like so, on top of that, it's very strange. I don't know if that was outside the stadium or just a random landscape picture, but. I'm... So is that a th- like have there ever been weather delays for? No, surely not. I mean, other than like maybe if they have to close the roof. Yeah, I but even if there is like bad weather, can't you just close the roof? Right. That's yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's very interesting. You can't play <laughs> basketball in the rain. It's true. You can't. Ugh. Yeah, that's uh, weird. My first fail, did you see uh, Rodell's new helmets? Are they ugly? They look terrible. There's like no – They. I don't know if you, you're not going to be able to see that. Can you – That looks like a um, – It looks almost like a motocross like a lacrosse mask. So it, what it looks like to me is it looks exactly like a, like a hi- hybrid hockey helmet. So it's got like the like – it looks like the like – because the top of it's just um, – a visor, and then the bottom of it's a face mask. I, I don't get it. It's it's terribly ugly. I don't know why they're doing that. But UCLA and someone else wore them this week. It's concussion proof, right? Of course, <laughs> of course. Oh gosh, some of these are getting ridiculous. Like there's so many. I, I don't know how it's technically better for them. Like there's so many like holes and gaps in it now. I'm like, I feel like you're getting less helmet. You're not strange. getting your, your money's worth? Definitely not getting your money's worth. No, I bet that helmet's $500. I bet it's closer to 1000 Helmets are ridiculous. Helmets are really expensive. Um, My next one is Oregon. Uh-oh. And the way that they lost. Did y'all see this? Stanford. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what play are you referencing? So... They are uh, – it's first and ten. Oregon has the ball on Stanford territory up seven. 
with 2.18 left. And from this point, Oregon had two consecutive false starts through an incomplete pass to stop the clock, had a targeting penalty, committed a PI in the end zone, allowed a 96-yard touchdown drive, and lost in overtime. God, Mario Cristobal probably had a stroke. Those oh, penalties. my God. How does that happen? Why do you throw a pass? That – don't get me started about choking away a game in the final minute, oh, man, final, final drive. Yeah, did you ever play Madden or NCAA? <laughs> Learn how to control the clock, baby. I've never ran out of timeouts on Madden, I'll tell you that. I just quit if I started losing. That reset button. Speaking of that, I haven't played Madden in a while. Maybe good. I've given up on Madden. Like I, I used to buy it every year, and like it's like the same thing. I would buy like the hundred dollar version, and be like, oh, I got a sick team, and then like two weeks in, it's just the same thing every, <laughs> every single year. Yeah, they they've got me on a reoccurring contract or something. I can't not buy it. I don't know why. You got I that auto draft? Yeah, that <laughs> and FIFA. I'm like, this is so stupid. Every time I buy it. This is dumb. I feel like, and I don't play it enough, so like I feel like I've only played it ten times. By the time a new one comes out, I'm yeah. definitely not getting my money's worth ever. Um, um, Tennessee, oh Tennessee, email me. Tennessee, email me like an hour after the Missouri game, trying to sell me South Carolina tickets. Then they called me today. I'm glad I didn't answer the phone. I would have lost my mind. I would have, I would have lost my mind because you know they're probably going to make us pay a donation now. The poor girl that left me a voicemail was like, you don't want to talk to me. Like, you don't want to. You do not want to hear what I think about the ticket office right now. So, it's like, just don't call me. Don't worry about it. Yeah, me and my dad are definitely upset about the, the baseball thing. It's pretty ridiculous what they're doing. They've, they've literally already pretty much sold – all the season tickets except for the ones like up in the upper in like the upper section. Dang. And they don't Dang. go on sale until tomorrow, but there there's none available. So they've given them to all these boosters and companies that are never going to use them. Never. And especially if Tennessee so doesn't go to Omaha this year, they're not going to buy next year. Right. And you're going to have a bunch of empty seats at huge games because you sold them. I oh. Yeah, ticket office, being the ticket office, whatever. Um, my next one is South Carolina. Like, the what, what's bad about, like, yeah, you threw it up in the air. You should have scored, moron, dumb. But the fact that this man was the only person in the stadium that actually thought he scored watching the replay. No. No, he realized on the replay that he did. I, that's how I took it. No, he was shocked that it, it – he was shocked that – They called it a touchback? They, yeah. He was oh. like – The face I saw was like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> that was the face yeah, I so, saw. Yeah, so this is the picture after they reverse it. Gotcha. Yeah, I saw, I saw him watching yeah. it on the Jumbotron, but I, I took it as, holy shit, I cannot believe I I mean, even that. everybody on the sidelines, they're like – it's all good, dude. It's fine. He's just like, that's a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude. I mean, it's it's not even close. Oh man, I think that's I all I got for fails. I've got to just try to sell it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to you, you never admit. Deny, deny, deny. Take it to your grave. Um, oh, one thing we didn't talk about. I don't have any more fails. We didn't talk about Urban Meyer. We failed to discuss Urban Meyer. Dude, what about the fingers up the butt? What is he doing? I mean, I know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a little bit smarter than that. Dude, I'm just like, how can you go to – how can you go – how can you be Urban Meyer and go to a bar – like a very, very clearly, very public. I think bar it's his own think. bar. It is. Right? It's his own bar in Columbus. It's which yeah. makes it like all time even worse. I'm not saying football coaches shouldn't have a life outside of football, but you coach. You're coaching an 0 and 4 team that's not had many good games. Maybe you shouldn't be taking the weekend off to go back to Columbus. And wasn't his wife like babysitting? Something like that. Just she seemed a- to be laughing about it. I mean, he looked like a dead man walking today in his press conference. It was. Well, he's going to have a stroke here soon, Landon. So. And are we? Are we? Yeah, definitely. Heart problems are just bursting right now. Um, are we sure it's not Trevor Lawrence? Like, are we a hundred percent positive? Yeah, that's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Squats are working, my friend. <laughs> yeah. He looks good in shorts. He looks great in shorts. There's no doubt about that. Looks even better in jeans. That I, I, I just, I, how can I, the thing I don't understand about Urban Meyer is how can you have this clean persona and like somehow, I guess most people have been like, yeah, he's clearly not the guy he says he is for a long time, but it just seems like people think he's just this great guy. No, he's just a normal everyday scumbag. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he's just, like, I mean, he, he's just he, horny. He employs abusers. He, he'll, you know, recruit anybody that gets the job done and goes to the bar and tries to hook up with random women. I mean, he's just a every run of the mill scumbag. Nothing special. You think Tim Tebow's reached out to him yet? <laughs> he probably has. He definitely has. I bet Tim Tebow tries to like get him to hang out on like Saturday nights. He's like, hey man, you wanna come in? We're 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 gonna watch we're gonna watch a movie tonight. You want to come yeah, hang out? I know, I know, I know you're struggling. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Tim Tebow. I didn't bring you in. There's no reason for that. <laughs> he's probably like yelling at him. Oh, he you think like he's ev- every pep talk? No, it's like he's trying. He's giving him a pep talk. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, uh, I mean, he does say he's his son or like a son. I think he says he's pretty much his son. So maybe, maybe. Didn't he say the same about Zach Smith, too? I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> I'm sure Tim Tebow finds that great company. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm done making I, – I'm not yeah. – I could, I could make fun of Urban Meyer all night because that's just hilarious to me. I hate it. I hate that guy. Yeah, he, that guy's a dickhead. <laughs> and his team's horrible. It's, it's good that he's on a terrible team. Like the fact that he got to coach Florida and Ohio State for so long – he deserves this, truly, truly. That's all I got. I'm good. I uh, Tennessee. They, if they don't win this week, I will go back to being very sad. I'm with Joe and the whole caution. I am um, cautionly optimistic right now. Something like that. I'm gonna We're be on high alert. Yeah, pretty lightly. Yeah, very much so. If we go hammer down South Carolina, it'll be a different story. But until then, oh. let me just. 
I'll be full blown orange goggles come old Miss week. If 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 this week's performance is anything like last, full blown orange goggles. Vols the national championship. Yeah, if Vols went out, man. They could play in the SEC championship game. So just saying. This is a good point. <laughs> Kale, you're gonna get people started. <laughs> that Facebook crowd's now on Twitter, so they're. <laughs> I'm an idiot, and I responded to that dang stuff about the black jerseys to Austin. I thought, obviously, joking was like, tradi- like this is my exact tweet. Tradition is more important than winning. That seems like a joke, like clearly a joke. People were like, really? It's one game. Really? You you care about tradition that much? No, I don't. It was a joke. I will win wearing anything. I'm not proud to say this, but if Urban Meyer was my coach, he would be my asshole and I'd be defending him right now. If he was winning ball games, The moment he lost, though, I'd throw that scumbag back out into the bar, that blonde. <laughs> But if he's winning ball games, he's my scumbag. My Dude, pride, his, my pride stops the win-loss call. His wife beat his ass. <laughs> She's a big girl. She probably could. She is. Yeah. Are we officially anti-Urban Meyer podcast? Is that what's happening? If he's not, if he's not winning at Tennessee, officially anti-Urban Meyer. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Deal. Hundred percent. And like 100%. we're not giving him bulletin board material because he doesn't play Tennessee. So we'll get... he's going to be coaching Florida next year. He's going to come back. He's back at her. He's, his health is back. Yeah. That's Finally. what he need. He just needed this one night to get his health in check. hundred percent. I get it. Guys, that's all we got. Tennessee takes on South Carolina, another nooner, but then we get Ole Miss at seven thirty at night the next week. Enjoy it. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you back on another day. We might have to change on Thursday because Thursday I have football game. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll let you know when exactly we're going to record. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.